In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Be stupid and not funny. Well, I didn't say anyway. I wanted to make sure we weren't live. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, that's so Imagine unfair, if it just man. started just the first second. Like, they we're not even in pitch yet. Butt plugs for Bob? Yeah. That's so, it's so annoying that you have that level of control because sometimes I'm like in the halfway through this like humiliating discussion and Tim will be like, yeah, by the way, we're live. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, so the banana just wouldn't fit up my bum. You know, it's crazy. I really tried. And Tim's like, yeah, by the way, we're live. <laughs> <laughs> We are live right now. Is <laughs> um, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. We're live on socials. We all good to get cracking? Mm-hmm. Let's get cracking, bruh. Let's do it. Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to episode 132 of the Creek Resume podcast. If you haven't been here before, we are a Vibio game podcast, mostly covering Xbox stuff, but there's a, there's a lot of other stuff out there as well. So we're covering that as well. Um, if you're new here or you're a repeated customer, recurring customer, it'd be really nice if you could uh, hit the like, hit the like button. That'd be awesome. We'd really appreciate that. Um, my name's Deck. Uh, we've got Tim on the podcast as well. I say hi, Tim. Hello. Yeah, we got Caden here. He's always back from the dead. Uh, hello, hello. A couple of weeks there. Yeah, he's back now. Yeah, so, really wacky, fellas. Uh, sorry, Wacky and actually asked the other week. He's literally like, do you guys just fire your third? Like, he didn't even like <laughs> yeah. reference you by name. He just said your third. The third one. <laughs> the other square. Do you guys just fire him? Great. Yeah. Made me laugh. Which is kind of rude because I have, I made your very own asset. I've got an asset on my computer, Caden, called Caden. Which is oh. your little banner with your name on it? Yeah, I made that oh. for you. Mm-hmm. So you can see your it. You can see it around the screen. Yeah. So people can't don't know. Forget. Yeah, it's very nice. Or very forgetful personality. Mm. Mm. Wow. Big problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on that. I'm really working on that. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's been a bit of a weird week. <laughs> it's been a bit of a weird week. We're just gonna. I'm just gonna move past that swiftly. Um. And I just mean generally, you know, there's been there's been layoffs, there's been stuff that's been cancelled, um, st- something weird's going on with uh, Toys for Bob, one of ABK Studios, you know, which we'll get all into. But uh, it's been a big release. There's, there's been a big release this week, hasn't there? There's been a Final Fantasy Rebirth that's come out, mm-hmm. um, and none of us are playing it. <laughs> so we're probably gonna have to we're probably gonna have to play. It. Yeah, I'll go down uh, my Switch, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. That's crazy, and that is crazy that you had a direct line to Jim Ryan to like get it ported, like just for you, just like you. Yeah, he just sent me that the, is... uh, the APK file, yeah, and I just installed it on the back end. Wow. Yeah, me and Jimmy will go way back, so I've got mm. some doubt in him as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully he doesn't, you know, from an end to your to your life. No. If he seems like the sort of person who would do that, to be honest with you. You think? You think Jim Ryan's the sort of mm. person that might end someone's life? He 
recording. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, but I mean, everyone's a potential murderer, so that's not like I don't think that's really? like damning. Yeah, so I don't think I can get sued for that. Yeah, of course. I mean, do you do you believe in free will? Not through the acts of self-defense, because that's not murder. You think I'll just that's go debatable that. somewhere? Well, then lock me up. That's then. very debatable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the way yeah. this is going, we just need an hour and a half, and <laughs> one one of us will be gone. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, so I think we may as well start there. We're just going to let Tim go and give the quick resume rundown of, of Final Fantasy Rebirth. I, I was joking, by the way, Tim has, of course, been sucking off that bad boy, haven't you? So yeah. uh, go wild. Tell us all about it. What, how have you, have you, how's it been? Um, yeah, no, yeah. It's, um, first of all, it's uh, obviously, it, I bought it physically and it comes as a, it's a two-disker, which is quite funny. So it's a, one is solely dedicated for installing the game. And then the other one is like a primer to like play the game. And to play like a certain like there's like a bit of the install on the second disc as well but like nine like 80 percent of it's on the first disc which you just pop in to install then you take that out and then you put in the play disc which does the final bit and then that's the disc you use moving forward so that's kind of weird i can't remember the last time i had to fucking do anything like that how big like, is that crazy it was about like, i think it oh. was 160 gig so it's, that's not it's, i mean obviously that's massive but if you look at like cod and stuff that's like and gta I think strange that they've done a weird bigger than do that. they have multiple discs though physical no, like, does cod have multiple discs really i, I think, think it's so. still bigger no. than what sort of discs are they using yeah massive discs it, i don't think cod gets to that level though i thought cod was like 120 or like 130 it never got like i mean it's still a lot isn't it it's still i'm yeah. pretty sure they get 200 like some of the newer ones really hmm. battlefield that was a big one um yeah but um but yeah, so it's it's a two disker, which is kind of odd. But I just thought that was kind of a, a novelty. Um, but obviously, it didn't take too long to get set up because you take it from the disc. You don't really need like a online connection to actually do it, really. So there was a day one patch though as well that was like fifteen gig. But all in all, probably like a couple hours, you're you're on board, which is still really fucking annoying. Because imagine if you got that mm. like delivered like late in the evening and then you had to pop it in and still wait like two fucking hours to play the game. Um, that is pretty irritating but um yeah fuck physical that's what i gotta say about it it might be controversial i don't give a shit fuck mm. physical yeah no i completely agree like more often than not i'm i always it's an artifact digital. that is yeah i always buy digital but it's just on the case of when i'm done with it i'll probably let i'll lend it to tilly i'll lend it to my brothers you know stuff like that so for games like this the only games i They're not me though buy physical <laughs> no, i will lend it to you i have lent it to you what did I lend to you, physical? Not long ago. Nothing. Oh no, it was nothing. Well, it's because nothing. That cries to me all the time <laughs> about. Not my fault. Like, we talk about so these games. And Tim always buys fucking physical. He cries to me about it, and not, I have to comfort no, him. Look, it'll be no, no, this it'll is be unacceptable. Okay. It's been like in in the entire PlayStation's life cycle, it's been like maybe three games. Like chill. All three of them you bought physically. Much. God, over a five-year span. That's all the games they have, mate. Three physical. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Anyway. Um, so yeah, so the game itself is, yeah, it's it's really fucking good. Um, it's basically just, if you loved the, the, the first remake, um, you're going to love this one. It's just that, but more. Um, they've developed the combat in lots of different ways. Um, they've brought in, like, synergy abilities between you and the party and stuff like that, which you 
have their they all have their own skill trees solely dedicated to only synergy abilities as well as like everything else um that's cool so that's really cool and basically they're like nice and easy to use as well like it's just kind of like you just kind of do the battle as normal but as you use your abilities if you use like two with cloud and two with Aerith, for example you then trigger the ability to do a synergy ability with those two characters um so it's not like you don't have to go out of your way to do it it comes very natural as well it's not it's not like forced you down a certain way so that's cool i like that um obviously there's loads of um different playable characters as well i've played red 13 which is the little dog guy the little mm. dog rat guy with the fiery tail he's really cool and awesome um and yeah no i'm just having a really good time with it to be honest it's kind of just nailing every element i'm probably about 10 hours in and i've done like two story missions like i've done so much side content and just doing the bits around the world and stuff like that it's again it takes a lot of formulas from other games they have like tower elements where you you go on like a tower and then that puts a couple markers on your map and stuff like that but everything feels like you're never wasting your time in that game which is like the idea of a perfectly crafted open world is the fact that you never feel like you've wasted your time you've always benefited either through the story and the characters um or just through what you get from the side mission as well materials weapons that sort of stuff um and everything you do in the world contributes to like an overall like party level um which affects gameplay and changes your relationship with characters just all that sort of stuff is just baked into all the side content and all the little bits to do around so um yeah it's just really just really top notch to be honest i'm having a really good time with it um and yeah not really much uh wrong i can say about it right now is the is the combat real time did you say that i can't remember it is real time Ooh. yeah so it's real time but obviously you when you do like when you build up your little uh action bars at the bottom right um just by fighting in real time you can then slow down the game go into like a menu and then choose like for a character to use fire on like an enemy or use an ability on an enemy and stuff like that so it kind of like it's real time but you can pause it and queue things up and stuff like that and then there's obviously the stagger meter where you, you know you save all your stuff you stagger an enemy and then that leaves them open for you to do all your dumping attacks so you can like kind of save things up and it, it's just like a really nice sort of it's just a really satisfying combat system because if you're really smart with it and you time your stagger with all like your abilities and stuff like that you can get so much like out of it um and it just it's just right really satisfying so yeah awesome but yeah okay, well, you have it i have to admit though it does in some places and i agree with people online graphically it does look a little bit odd like pretty much on par with the first one and it's in some places a little bit worse especially with like the faces seem a bit smooth sometimes i think this is something that they've they've they're ironing out and they're in the process of ironing out because i think when the demo first dropped that was a big complaint was the graphics seemed a bit weird and a bit like off and then they patched it and it looks significantly better and people are like yeah this actually looks insane now and now obviously it's still got a little bit of that if you know so i think it's just something they're just ironing out it's not 100 percent but by no means does it take away from anything it's still a gorgeous looking game like the landscapes and the lighting and everything is yeah insane um and the map size is just 
ridiculous you open up your map and it's just fucking enormous and then you find out that that was just one section like the grassy plains and now i'm in somewhere else and the map's just it's like bigger like it's like that that same one but now even bigger and you can travel between the two it's just it's enormous like the spaces they give you are really 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 big so yeah awesome cool all right well Glad to hear you're enjoying it. It seems uh, everyone is. You know, it's, it's currently holding a 93 on Open Critic. Uh, it's got 99 reviews. You know, it's an impressively high number. Uh, so I'm sh- there's no, you know, no doubt a Game of the Year contender, if not already locked in uh, for, for Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, Caden, let's swing around to you. Uh, what have <clears throat> you been playing this week, buddy? Uh, nothing, nothing crazy new. Nothing, like, too uh, exciting. Uh, I've just been going back to all my fighting games, basically just playing through them all again. Uh, Street Fighter got some new content, got a new got a new character, so just been playing him. Uh, Peacekeeper has come out on MK, so I've been playing a bit of him. And Tekken had its first update, so I've been playing a bit of that as well. So you're juggling three fighting games, Jesus Christ! But yeah, well they all launched shift at the same time, so well, they're all kind of uh, yeah, <laughs> they're all competing for the same audience, I suppose, yeah. aren't they? So. A little bit. Whereas Kate, Kate is like, I am all of them. <laughs> I, I split my yeah. split personality. We'll play all of them. It's good fun to go back to the other ones that I've not touched for a while. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, other than like other really than those, not really. I saw you played Deep Rock. Tell talk us about Deep. Oh, Rock of course, Survivor. yeah. Um, yes, I picked up Deep Rock Survivor, which is obviously the Deep Rock Galactic Vampire Survivor spinoff. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's it's brilliant. It's if you've played any of the of Deep Rock Galactic, it's the, the exact same, like uh, you know, the the humor and the gameplay and stuff. It all feels completely like fresh and interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, all every mechanic that exists in Deep Rock Galactic, so like overclocking, uh, supply drops, uh, nitra, gold, all that stuff. It's all completely relevant in Vampire Survivors. It doesn't feel like they've kind of like like got rid of content or added new content it all just kind of works together it's really nice yeah oh, nice. so that you use like your gold and nitro to like get different upgrades for your equipment and stuff mm. um and it's but yeah, decent... so that's like really fun casual just load up for 20 minutes mm. go for a dive and that's it really yeah yeah i was i was yeah. i was literally about to say what's the um the loop like it's quite satisfying quite easy yeah it's pretty good yeah. yeah um so I've unlocked three characters so far. I've got the scout, the, the, <coughs> excuse me, the scout, the gunner, and uh, the engineer. Nice. And then I'm gonna unlock the driller soon. You unlock different um, biomes as well to do different stuff. And obviously, different biomes have different things. You know, from Galactic, so like the magma core has like all the little exploding little plants that you can see, and got lava lakes, and yeah, yeah. you have all your side quests like your bolo caps and your alpaca blooms and stuff like that. Nice. So. Yeah, super, super nice, super chill. I feel like that's kind of the only game I've been playing lately. Are kind of chill games. It's just easy to pick I, up, I pick, isn't it? Yeah, yeah so I, I picked up um, Bellatorio as well. Um, that card. Do like, you mean Bellatro? Oh, yeah. Nah, I'm, I, I, I've got another game that. But, yeah. It's like similar. It's like a knockoff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so that's that's again a really super chill. Like sit down and play for twenty minutes and then just yeah. So that was really really interesting. I don't know if you've seen much on it, but. 
I've only seen a bit because I, I know I'm gonna play that game, so I'm just like I, I don't because I'm, I'm still <laughs> playing Midnight Sun, so I don't want to like double dip on like yeah. card games right now. So I, I'll yeah. probably buy it afterwards. But like I know I'm gonna play it. Like it looks so fucking good, and like yeah, it's it really yeah, excited. Really, really just if you know even the slightest thing about poker, you know instantly the baseline of the game is, and then and then it's just a bunch of shit in regards to like multipliers <laughs> yeah. and bonuses and stuff like you'll play one hand you'll get like 52 points you know like, what the fuck and then you'll play another hand you'll get like 8,000 you're just like oh shit okay <laughs> so it, it's pretty satisfying nice uh, but yeah that's, that's cool. about it really nothing nothing big and crazy like no nothing big on my side really that's cool no I think you know it's, it's really interesting because I think uh, like the like your deep, your deep rock galactic survivors, and I suppose Bellatro, but that's more of a like outlier because it's been like a bit of a breakout hit. But but those sorts of games are really interesting to me right now because they're like they're like high production value but low budget games. If that makes sense, like they look quite expensive even though they're like uh, could like typically lower cost games. Uh, but they they've got these loops which are like really accessible. You know, like Vampire Survivors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, yeah but they, they, they're just in a really interesting play like i do wonder if we start to see some like more well-known companies take a swing at like, like like i could see something like like double fine you know who made psychonauts or even obsidian taking a swing at something like that in the next five years like making a high production like a good looking version of mm. of that because like it seems yeah. like they're quite popular I it's nice to not have to okay, okay. gone to oh, okay well um, i was saying fuck's sake i'm going um <laughs> it's nice to just throw down like you know 10 15 quid yeah and just know you'll have a good time for a yeah. hours and then mm -hmm. that's it whereas nowadays sometimes it's a 70 quid game and you're just like you have to commit a whole fucking month to it which is what you're doing yeah. with Final Fantasy and obviously you're gonna have a great time but mm. yeah it's and I think that's kind of why Helldivers did so well recently was because it was a lot more affordable and a lower price point exactly yeah. and you can realistically jump on for an hour or two and you've done what you need to do and then you can run off mm. yeah no 100 percent. i think um i think what actually kind of half sold me uh to actually get held over was the fact is when i found out it was a lower price point um because i was very much on the fence with it and i was like oh okay this is actually only going to set you back like what was it like 30 quid or 35 quid or something um and yeah it's just th th those sort of games just seem to be hitting right now um yeah there's just a certain aura about them and i think everyone's kind of into them um and and if done well like helldivers is obviously a bit of a, an outlier here but like what they've like sort of manifested with like the community is just so cool and like awesome like there's just i've never it's been a while since i've seen like a community as strong as like helldivers you know in just like yeah. it's it's social media and just like just people just talking about the game and like popping on Reddit and all that sort of stuff and everyone contributing to like the same thing and everyone's like theory crafting like what's coming next and they're like dropping like I think the devs are like dropping hints at like the next um like race will be fighting or new content being dropped in and it just feels kind of, it just feels like kind of exciting I don't know I can't remember the last time a game sort of did that and sort of Mm. um captured your attention quite quite like helldivers um so yeah that that is pretty cool um and what i was going to say as well is i feel like a company i feel like with this whole like non-triple a price point vampire survivors kind of swarm shooter or whatever you want to call it um i feel like gearbox and like borderlands could like fit that quite nicely 
that literally like popped yeah. into my head yeah. the other day and i was like that could That's be good a really good way to do it without them needing to just drop straight into borderlands 4 like i feel like that well, kind of like a top down like twin stick or something like that like what, what do you yeah, mean yeah almost what, what... yeah yeah similar to that yeah um i feel like it could fit that quite well or even just like um just it's still keep it first person but just keep it roguelite and you know you drop in you do your mission you drop out you know you buy your upgrades all that sort of stuff um you know skill trees per class all that sort of thing um i feel like that could fit quite nicely into a like a yeah. Borderlands universe i don't know it, it literally just popped into my head so yeah definitely no, I think so. Yeah, it's a really interesting conversation, you know, and you can see some of the trends changing here, can't you? And Because I've been yapping on about this for ages of, like, games that are, like, shorter and cheaper to make should be offered at a lower price point, like, not just set at 70 just because the rest of them are. And I think that will help them in the long run. And you can see this trend, like, slowly evolving, can't you? Even something like Alan Wake 2, which was obviously very high production value and not cheap by any means, but it was up because it was shorter and, like, a little bit cheaper on their end. They offered it at a slightly lower price point. And then, yeah, you've got stuff like... Um, deep rock galactic survivor you know vampire survivors as well hell divers 2 that are either much smaller uh but designed for replayability uh rather than for let's get as much as we can in it to justify the price point because that's what it feels like happens to uh, some games sometimes uh like they had they craft out like a really lean bit of game and they're like this is great but that doesn't justify we're gonna get kicked back if we try and charge full price for this so let's just like jam inside content and like bloat mm. it a little bit um and it's not working, you know, for a lot of companies, those profit margins are so slim that it's just, it's not working. So, you know, it, it, it feels, you know, and, and I'm, this is great for me, I think, personally, because you end up getting more creative endeavors. You get like your Helldivers too. You get more Deep Rock Galactic Survivors. You get more Balacheros, you know, even though that's just a one-man studio, but but nonetheless. Um, yeah, it's a really interesting place to be. Hmm. Sure. I think we probably should, what, could, this feels like a really good place to slide this in, even though we're still on the, you know, what, what we've been playing section, but... Um, <laughs> I don't think we haven't talked about Skull and Bones, have we? No. Yeah, I don't think so. That's probably a good reason for that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's almost literally the polar opposite of what we're talking about, isn't it? it like, <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. it's the epitome of the problem. Yeah, this game has been in development hell that I just thrown money at and money at and money at because they wanted it to be the next big thing, mm. and it's not great. <laughs> it's not great. I mean, it was never. It was a very interesting project to try and aim for, I think, because it was almost destined to fail unless it went either Sea of Thieves route or Black Flag route, and it didn't do either. Yeah, yeah. it just did the bad bits from both games and made a game out of it, yeah. Yeah, because no one... I, I, I think even if done well, I just don't think people want to play a live service game as a ship. I just don't think people a boat, want to be yeah. a ship. Yeah, that's literally, yeah, you're not even a pirate, you're like, a boat. I, I don't want to be a boat <laughs> and play a live service. Because it is live service, isn't it, I think? Um, I I'm not remember. sure what... I don't think it is, but I, I, I won't. I can't actually remember. Do you know if it's a live service deck, or is it just is what it is? Yeah, 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 it is. It's meant okay. to be, yeah, it's meant to be a live service, yeah. Um, yeah, and then it just... Meh. Yeah, and then, um, I mean, and another perfect example of that is Suicide Squad, right? That shit's just dropped well off the radar. Like I, I think that they've already like committed to a year's worth of content. But I think as soon as that year of content is up that they promised, they're they're canning that game. They're moving on like yep. immediately. Yep. Um, yeah, it just absolutely just bombed. Um, because again, I think exactly like Dex said, I think they had a good, um, like 
initial story campaign or whatever but then all the above are just like well we want it live service so pack it with a load of you know repetitive things and make it worth that price tag right make it worth that 70 pounds and make people keep coming back and spending money and that's what bloated the game and that's what made it stale and that's what made it fucking die so um yeah there is that fine balance but not many people do it yeah and it is you know it's, it's a good point yeah you know suicide squad and skull and bones are both sitting at the same score on open critic at the moment they're both sitting on a 60 and you know you definitely could argue it's you know symptomatic of the same problem suicide squad being a bit different because it's obviously it's a licensed game so uh, and for whatever reason you know licensed games still have a real pro like difficulty even though there's been some hits you know recently you know uh jedi survivor comes to mind and uh mm. spider-man obviously uh but other than that, it's still kind of a bit of a, a tricky thing. And there's a good discussion there to have as we get down and we talk about PlayStation a little bit this week. Like one of their things is that they're pulling back on licensed uh, property. Uh, it was them and it was EA, I think, have both said similar things because like they charge so much, like Disney, you know, obviously, you know, they, they charge so much to make those profit margins even even slimmer. So it's a real shame because I feel like we're just going to go back to the era of I mean, I guess back in the day, there were some decent licensed games here and there, but there's so much opportunity for great licensed games, and it's it's so hit and miss, and it's such a shame that the industry hasn't figured out how to get that down consistently, because there's so much money in that, but it just it's always such Is a gamble. they just pay no, so getting... much for the license that they just have to try and recoup it with it. service bloat and all that sort of stuff, because it's just yeah, such, a good point. Yeah, yeah. such a large amount is just spent on getting the rights to make a lord of the rings game or to make a marvel game or a dc game that they're like yeah it's just i think that initial cost is just hard to recoup that's what forces them down these shit avenues yeah are you gonna say something Kane? yeah i was just gonna touch on the lord of the rings bit like lord of the rings is probably one of my favorite franchises like ever and yet they've not made a single good game Ah, oh, mate, you looking forward to that Hobbit farming game? That's going to be great. <laughs> the Mines like, of Moria. Looking to dig around you know, the that, Mines of Moria? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just like, who's that for? If you're a fan of Lord of the Rings, you don't care about fucking hey, dwarves in a mine. Lord of the Rings gamers have been eating recently, man. You got Gollum. <laughs> you, you got <laughs> the Mines of Moria game coming up. We yeah. eating good. <laughs> like, I yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. We'll see. It is. It's it's such a shame, isn't it? And I guess maybe that was their that's like their attempt to do what we were just talking about. It's like let's take the license and just make like really like low risk games. But like they're completely misreading their audience and like the core audience who might read into that. Like I, you might get a dedicated Lord of the Rings play it like fan to play it. But like it's I just don't think that they've got a good grip on like who what the target audience is with those sorts of games like a Gollum. Mm -hmm. I've always said there was a good potential with the Gollum game, but like whatever that was was clearly not it. Um, mm, no. But then, yeah, there's just so many like action orientated stories you could tell that don't need to be like triple A, like make it a double A, like 12 hour experience. Super mm. pretty. You guys know about Glorfindel? You guys know about Glorfindel? Fuck no. Do you even know what I'm saying? There's some sort of Lord of the Rings lore that you've been waiting for years to drop. This is it. And now's my moment. Yeah. You want to hear about I'm surprised you don't know about Glorfindel, Caden. Glorfindel is a fictional character in J.R. Tolkien's Middle-earth legendarium. He's a member of the Noldor, one of the three groups of the Calaquendi, oh, yeah. or High Elves. 
basically, he's this like quintuple S tier magical elf who does all sorts of shit in the Cimmerillion and, and in the original trilogy. Like, I'm talking summoning tidal waves, like power of light. Like, it's like Gandalf and Aragorn, like together, basically, you know, it's, or, or maybe Legolas, I suppose. Maybe all three of them. Um, like, commonly thought of as one of the most powerful characters in the Lord of the Rings universe. And I just feel like, man, like, you get that in a game. I know that's kind of a similar fantasy for what the Middle, Middle Earth, the Shadow of Mordor games are going for, but like, man, you get me in his shoes, and that's such an easy yeah. sell for most people i think especially in our age category but yeah definitely that's the story and, of and like, isn't, isn't like um like the big bad like before sauron and all that like that uh like morgoth or something and he's like yeah, yeah isn't yeah. he like a fucking like spider like thing that's like the size of like a continent no you're thinking of um oh bollocks i know you're thinking of the guy yeah. Who saps the light from the tree? Uh, yeah, Aragorn. there's just so many cool fucking stories you can tell, basically, um, and cool shit you can do. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, they need to they need to expand on Silmarillion in one way. Mm. Arag no, not Aragog. What's it called? And it's it's just so weird as well because they're so protective over the license but like in recent years now that shit's gone hard they're like yeah now you can write a, a game about Gollum and it's like what yeah. <laughs> like like you really could have given that a proper go but it's like no you gave it to a studio for their debut title and like and it was just a Lord of the Rings studio like it was they, they were like yeah you guys are gonna make Lord of the Rings games now and they've closed they're closed immediately afterwards like they weren't equipped to make a game like that I just don't know what they were thinking like you know Damn. Real shame. So, um, what have we got? Uh, I don't know. I was trying to think. I suppose we're still talking about what we've been playing. Um, yeah. Tim, why don't you give a little rundown? I just quickly need to do something. We played, we tried to play two games yesterday. Give us a quick uh, rundown of what, of what that was. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, all right. So, yeah, me and Deck went to play Final Fantasy fourteen last night. Um, it didn't go fantastic. Uh, that game, I don't know if you've booted it up, Caden. Um, I've, I've, I've logged in onto the weird fucking sketchy third-party website, whatever the fuck they have. I've <laughs> yeah. done that. Yeah, um, okay. But I've not booted it up yet. Because it would be interesting to see what your experience is through a PC UI, clicking about and stuff <laughs> like that. Because it's not it's not fantastic for console um yeah it, like, it wasn't fantastic for pc and i could point and click so yeah i imagine yeah. console that was ass so i think it's just i think it's a little bit if it is just a bit of a dated game as well and like they are mm. running off like a dated ui and they've kept it the same because obviously it's been around for so long so you don't you don't just change the entire ui of your game because you're going to have everyone who has played it for the last 10 years go up in arms um so i think it's a little bit of that um but it's just it's just very hard to get into and i can see why the mmo genre is so looked upon as being so hardcore and so hard to get an entry level game into because when you boot up a game like this i tell you what like we play games all the time and i've played mmos before but this one is just Oh, I mean, none of it's voice acted. It's just text, 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 text. 
they just throw fucking text at you uh you click and you click accept the quest you walk somewhere you've done that quest now somehow uh you you hand it in it gives you some sparklies and then they talk to you again for like 10 paragraphs of text and then you, you have no idea when you can start a party and join your friends when you how to add anyone to your friends list um i spent about 30 minutes just trying to look for dex character like um and then it's also got we couldn't figure out in mmos where depending on your background and what you've chosen is the starting area of your game so obviously me and deck made our characters separate and he started on like a boat and he's in like a, a different land called somewhere or i don't know what the hell it's called and then i am a little hobbit dude and i started on like a little wagon and i'm in like a cute little farm and then we just we're like other end of the planet from each other we don't know how to add each other it, it, we just gave up in the end um and it's not like we didn't try like probably a good couple of hours i think we we spent doing that um yeah a good two two and a half hours um and then we just we were literally just like we just wanted to play a game together and we couldn't do that so bye um and uh then we went into dead island 2 which obviously recently dropped into games pass um and i tell you what the absolute bliss my brain received going from final fantasy where i couldn't understand what the fuck was going on yes. to smash a fucking zombie's head in it was absolutely <laughs> incredible it was exactly yeah. exactly what i needed in that moment um yeah. and i mean i was like i compared yeah i compared the the onboarding experience of final fantasy 14 to psychological torture yeah it was it was obscene it just and it just kept, we never we never figured it out man like we just couldn't figure it out and yeah. there was i got a real red flag because I, I you know we all know what the treadmill of mmos are like you know it's they, you know they are quite long to get into that's fine and we were willing to swallow that that's fine yeah. but there was a one point where somebody asked me to like pick up some shit just like you know it's just on the floor and every time i clicked a on it to pick it up my character went down and a loading bar popped up in the middle of my screen and then it took like maybe two seconds and then it filled and my character stood up and then I regained control of my character again. And I had to do that six times. And while I was doing that, I was like, yeah. this ain't it anymore. <laughs> this is, this is not it. I, why do I have, why does there have to be a loading bar to pick something up? It's yeah. just, yeah. So I'm with you. When we booted up dead Island and we just started chopping zombies, I was like, this is, this feels like a 10 out of 10 game right now. <laughs> like yeah. fucking Parasite yeah yeah and it's not like I, I mean i don't even think i mean you can take over from this point deck for for dead island but i don't even think there was there's not even that much to say on on dead island 2 like it's it, it's exactly what you expect um it's that's what all the reviews say don't they it's yeah, like it's you just, know what you're going in for and what it, what it's yeah giving it just, you is it does it fine it, it just does what it does well it's fun it's gory um and surprisingly actually quite in depth with like environmental stuff uh, you in, you interact with the environment a lot in this game it's breath of the um, wild mate yeah it's breath of the wild just better, better breath of the wild um but yeah <laughs> that's right um but yeah obviously deck you can you can talk about dead island too go for it and our experience yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it, it was good fun you know just just again as a uh i get of a pretext before that uh the the game is currently sitting on seventy five on on Open Critic, and it did get nominated for one of the best multiplayer games last year. It managed to sneak in there, uh, get a nomination for for best multiplayer games. Obviously, it didn't win. I can't remember what one. Uh, oh, Baldur's Gate, of course. Yeah, Baldur's Gate won. Uh, but uh, you can kind of see why. Like, I think this is totally fair. Uh, you know, 
the animations are a little jank here and there. Um, it's it's not perfect, but it doesn't crash. It runs very smoothly. It's like surprisingly pretty. Uh, there's like a, a nice amount of depth. The the impact, you know, like the weapons feel meaty. Uh, there's like skill trees and cards that you find throughout the game to like get new abilities and skills. There's what was the six playable characters that are like, you know, different classes essentially. Yeah. Um, the voice acting was fun. It was good. The story was tongue in cheek. My guy made a last of us joke in like the first hour. It was, it was funny. And we were laughing. Like at one point we, we went through a, uh, it was like an influencer house, wasn't it? It was like yeah. a team 10 <laughs> influencer house and there's all sorts of shit going and we were just walking around like laughing at stuff that was in each room because it was just it was like just well directed it was just a funny yeah. set piece uh, you know there were just zombies in uh yeah man it was it was really fun and then they've taken it to the next level like tim said with like the environmental like physics like the the reactivity between you know like for example water and lightning oil and fire stuff like that there's there's quite a lot of stuff like that that, that works really well and you you know you say i wonder if this works and then you do it and it does and then you're like oh okay i wasn't expecting that here but it's it's a nice step up like it's not revolutionary don't get me wrong but it's a nice like addition onto what's already quite a fun sandbox sandbox game uh feels like very much like a 360 game and i mean that in all the best ways mm. uh i think we played it for what like three hours maybe um yeah about that it was a good time, man. I had, I had a really fun time. I'd happily keep playing. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll probably play it through to completion. Yeah. Um, and yeah, knowing a game like that, I don't think it's going to take too much of your time. I don't think it's going to be too bloated. Um, it's just going to be a little bit of fun. And uh, yeah, I mean, is it... Uh, I don't know if it's... Is it only two-player co-op? Or... I don't actually know. Ooh. I doubt that. I doubt all it. of them have been four, haven't they? That's true. Yeah. I think all of them were... Three to four. I do remember playing like Riptide and stuff with mm. more than one person. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's decent and and it's it's a great Games Pass pickup as well. It's a great Games Pass yeah. game. Um, so yeah, I really I don't really have a bad thing to say about it. Like I don't, in no way do I think it's a bad game. I think in in what they've actually gone to achieve with that game, um, you know, so far in my eyes they've kind of nailed it. I mean this you say like oh he only got like a 75 or he's kind of mid or whatever but like i think that's just the kind of genre of game it is as well i don't think it ever goes that deep where it's going to warrant uh and get a 9 out of 10 because it's just a hack and slash zombie game at the end of the day but i don't know if that's a bit harsh that reviewers will only there's like only a certain ceiling it can hit if that makes sense in like reviewers eyes i i don't know um but yeah it, it yep. nails everything it's going for to be to be honest so yeah, as I've been saying for years, I think the upper echelon of of gaming reviews are only really reserved for third person adventure games uh, mm -hmm. because they're the most analog to movies. You know, it's the most comparable that you can look at. And you can say, "Oh, that's you know, that's good. I like that when movies do that." So I know in my brain that that's a good thing. But even Helldivers Two is only on an eighty two. It's only seven points difference between Dead Island Two and uh, and Helldivers Two. And you know, you mm -hmm. look at the the difference there. You know, so. Um, it doesn't matter really like my point being that Helldivers 2 has massive success and its review scores are not that high you know mm. um so you know yeah. i think you're, you're you're absolutely right i think there is a ceiling to these sorts of four play games and i don't know why it's weird isn't it yeah you know i have an I idea can, i don't know why. you can yeah. review fun i guess fun is subjective whereas like uh, like 
you know, if you like voice acting and narrative and story and everything, I think is quite a bit more like final, yeah. a bit more, yeah, that's good, yeah, that's bad. Whereas, yeah. I think how much fun you have is, I guess, up to interpretation. Like Minecraft, for example, yeah. I think I'm not a Minecraft player. I don't really see the appeal or anything. Like, I see the appeal, but I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a good game. Mm. But I don't know what the reviews are on it, for example, but I think that's another kind of weird thing where it's very subjective. Yeah, and it's you and Maybe. Sea of Thieves as well, for example. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Sea of Thieves, but <laughs> no, Thieves. no, I won't argue that. That's yeah. true. Sea of Thieves is a great game, but it's <laughs> only a great game to some people. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, it's kind of weird. But then you do have, and I, I don't know if this is because of the 360 era of games, like Declan brought up briefly, but like you do have games that are in a similar vein to it that did review higher and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, this ceiling has almost come into play like recently, I think, with how um, like high tier and the production value of these third person action movie games that Deck mentioned. I think that ceiling has only come into play recently because you look at like Borderlands, Borderlands 2, those are very much those kind of games and they reviewed quite highly back in the day. But I feel like even if you dropped a top class Borderlands 4... Left 4 Dead. Yeah, and Left 4 Dead. I feel like if you genuinely dropped a top class Borderlands 4 that just ticked every single box, I think in this day and age, in 2024, I don't think that game is reviewing above an 8. Even if it's fucking amazing, I just don't think it is it's weird yeah it's i would agree reviews it's hard changed. yeah it's very hard for games to get that high and you know it's like caden was saying exactly you know my thoughts there you know that it where, where there is analog to movies because the movie industry is more mature you like we have a better understanding of what we think audiences like and what we like when there's good writing whatever that means good writing mm. you know uh like we can easily say oh look at that you know so it's why things like your last of us um not taking away from the quality of those games but it's easy to look at that and be like oh this is a quality production whereas if you look at something like hell divers which we all agree is a very good game it's harder to look at that and say oh this is like a quality cooperative game and to your point tim you know borderlands 2 back in the day when it came out is on an open critic of 86 uh, borderlands 3 um 81 81 oh, okay. actually surprising i um, thought that's actually higher than mm, i thought it was to be fair. same um I'm not sure about the other one. I'm pretty sure the things like your Left 4 Dead did crack like 90s back in the day, but I would be surprised if that's right. Like it's harder. And and you could even say, you could even argue it's part of the issue. You know, it's kind of part of the circular, like it's a bit of a circular issue that they aren't taken as seriously. Like, because in the last 10 years, we've kind of moved into this thing, haven't we, where like games, they're mature and they're gritty and that's how you make a game. You know, it's, it's Elden Ring and it's Dark Souls and it's God of War and it's all sad and it's it's bloody and gritty. And that's like what uh, a, a, a quality, like Oscar-esque <laughs> game is. But like, of course, that's not the, the roots of video games. Not that that matters. It's great that that's part of the industry now. But I think it's it's a really fair point that the way we look at games has changed. And I do wonder, like tying back to the conversation we had before, like the things appear to be changing. Will the way we look at games change again? You know, going back to this older style of rate the fun rather than rate the, uh, the script, rate the cinema experience. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Good, for Good conversation, boys. Yeah. Um, cool. So that's Dead Island. Um, very quickly, as I know we're getting on in time here, um, I'm still playing uh, Midnight Suns. It has started to click a bit. You'll all be happy to know. Um, 
Caden, you played Midnight Suns, didn't you? Yeah. What did what did you think of Midnight Suns? I thought it was great. I thought it was brilliant. Um, I really enjoyed the um, the like the deck building turn based combat. I thought the combat was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I wish there wasn't as um, dialogue intense. Like, and that's not to say the dialogue's bad or anything. It's just a fucking lot of dialogue, <laughs> and it's not like oh, I'll just skip it. It's like, well, no, you, you need to talk to all these people to get better abilities and better stuff like that. Like, obviously, you know, like, the more you talk to this person, you'll get better abilities. So I have to talk to this person because I love the gameplay. So, yeah. Yeah. And then exactly. every mission, you have to go to the, the table, then you have to go to the training grounds, then you have to go talk to fucking Deadpool, and then you have to go talk to Thor, and then you have to go to the, the, uh, the, 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 Wait, the in this game. <laughs> Getting the whole roster, <laughs> yeah, and then you've got you have to go to the forge and build some shit, and then it's just like, oh, this person teleports you here, and you have to go. It's like fuck me, and then you go run around the 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 uh, the grounds, and it's yeah, yeah it's yeah. very interesting, but it just t- took up too much of the core gameplay for me for me to like mm. love it. Yeah, no, I agree. I thought the gameplay was that... awesome. They're like awesome, brilliant. The carpet yeah. system, the pushing, the pulling, the the whole like insta kill. It's like environment focus. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. It's just yeah, that that's my takeaway. But that was quite a while ago. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, 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 I, we, me and Tim had a bit of a back and forth uh, about it last week, and you know, I, I'm kind of, I feel, I feel kind of the same. You know, it's uh, the core gameplay is really good. I don't know if it's Firaxis's best. Like, there are some parts of here where I really see it's great and like the visual effects and the animations like in the actual combat is great and it's really like gratifying to use those abilities but like i don't there are times where i'm like it sometimes it feels a bit like having the ability because it's not grid based and it's just kind of like free flow combat like it, it feels that that part of it is kind of a bit directionless like i like i guess i'm setting myself up in a position so that i can maybe use an environmental attack next move but like that's it like that's as far as it goes like the depth whereas when it's like in XCOM like each individual grid had a percentage attached to it based on the angle based on the cover um so I'm not sure about that but it, it's it's still good and I still enjoy it um and the, the environmental stuff they put in is a lot of fun and the heroic system once you get your head around it like in the points that you build up and etc etc and then there's such variety in the in the heroes as well that that that, that really feeds the 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 loop of the cha- uh, how it changes from mission to mission but also turn to turn so yeah i think it's really good i, I definitely agree with ken yeah it, it's definitely bogged down by and it, maybe it's symptomatic of the same thing we were talking about earlier like they had a cool loop down and they're like yeah it's a marvel game now so better fucking get a load of dialogue in there yeah, it's, <laughs> it's canon as well isn't it the game so it's like it's got to be like got to have loads of stuff and like i imagine it was a bloody nightmare like it feels like it was at times because it, it doesn't feel like this was something that Firaxis were equipped to do in terms of like the amount of writing that they had to do for the game, right. so uh, yeah. Um, but I like it. The game is at its best when you're like just going from mission to mission, getting your upgrade. You know, you talk to someone, you want to talk to them, or there's a progression in the story. Um, but it's at its worst when it's like, right, you've just woken up, you're gonna go and plan a surprise party now oh and now you're going yeah. into a portal yeah. to into another cutscene. oh now you come back and actually we're gonna go have a book club and it's like i, I, I don't care yeah. i don't care mate <laughs> like, and, everyone, out. and everyone's texting you like hey can you come meet me and like oh, yeah. i didn't read any of those i was just like i can't be fucked 
Yeah. Unless it was like, a character I cared about. That was it. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. But it's good. I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm going to keep going because I've got, I feel like I've got a bit of momentum now and I, I, like, I, like get, I get the flow of the game and um, it feels quite good and it feels good to like upgrade your decks and get those, get those abilities. So yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I can see, I can see the appeal um, and I'm going to, I'm going to push that through to the end. Okay. Woo. That was a, that was a big opening section, fellas. Mm. Um, it hasn't been like a massive week in terms of news, um, particularly Xbox news. Um, there's been some stuff I want to get around to, but let's let's start with the honourable mentions. Um, being that there has been, you know, if we can just raise um, a salute, please, you know, um, for the for the uh, our depths, Caden. Uh, this this is literally what you do for for work. If you could please raise oh, a hand. No, we're saluting wrong. Caden okay, needs to tell us how to salute properly. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Come on, man. Not You're safe, man. You're safe even, here. Not even through satire. No, it's it's. It's like me asking you to do some coding or some shit. You're not doing it. Or whatever your job is. I don't think it's anything like that at all. I think it's very... I'm not doing it. Okay, then check your DMs. I just sent you some code. (laughs) Not doing it. (laughs) That was so quick. anyway um loads of layoffs at ea loads of layoffs at playstation um you know it continues to churn you know we thought last year was bad um it's just fucking dreadful it's march guys it's the beginning of march like this is a disaster you know again what we said at the top of the show with games changing and everything like i we're definitely in the midst of that um but in terms of what, what i think the conversation is about here particularly with ea doing all their layoffs their commentary was like, yep, we're doing less licensed games now, um, and we're just going to rely on established franchises, which is a fucking ball lake, because I think a lot of companies are going to do that over the next five, ten years. Mm-hmm. But with that, it means that the rumoured, well, it was it's been confirmed from a leak source, we spoke about it last week, and I, I don't know if you caught wind of it, but there was a, a Mandalorian FPS game in development at Respawn, and that was that was leaked last week, and it makes me think that it was a bit of a Hail Mary from maybe one of the devs, like, who leaked it on purpose, that are like, you know, please get it out there oh, and try and save hide. the game. Yeah. Um, mm. And it's been cancelled. Uh, that's been cancelled now, um, which is just a fucking disaster, because my god, that is a perfect fit. Mm. Respawn, yeah. People who made Titanfall yeah. making a Mandalorian game is just, that would have been insane. Bounty hunting, yeah. like jetpacks, like wall running, probably. Man, that would be so good. Yeah. At the very least, if they are going to fall back and start to rely on some established franchises, maybe we get a Titanfall 3. Mm. They'll just stay on Apex, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're not. Maybe the yeah, they might. They might just make. They might just make an Apex single player. Who knows? But but there has been a swell of like um, like reputational hype around the brand, hasn't there? Like it's it's kind of there's been like a big post mortem since Titanfall Two died, where like a lot of there's been quite a lot of excitement for more. So maybe they are reading into that. But you know, they killed Titanfall Two. I don't know if you remember. They released it in the middle of uh, COD and Battlefield on that year, just like the most idiotic thing they could have done. Yeah. And that killed that killed the game. That actually killed the game. Yeah, because it was top class game. Like everything about it. Oh was yeah, literally like nine out of ten. Like campaign, multiplayer. Like, Campaign's good. Everything, yeah. everything about it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a that's a real shame. Um. And then in addition to that, yeah, the, uh, PlayStation had their layoffs as well. You know, it was PlayStation's turn. Uh, all the big publishers seemed to be doing it. They shedded 8% of their staff, which was very similar to what we spoke about last month with uh, 1,900 going from Microsoft, which I think was 8 eight or 9%. So it's similar here. 
what's crazy to me though is that these layoffs included naughty dog and insomniac i mean naughty dog maybe not so much maybe understandable because they've had that cancelled last of us project uh but insomniac what the fuck like yeah fuck they gotta do (laughs) imagine you're insomniac yeah yeah yeah. like imagine you're insomniac and you churn out like four like game of the year hits back to back since the release of of playstation's new console and then they're like no three three i think yeah and they're and then, and then you still lose your job. Like, what do you want? <laughs> like, what more do you want? <laughs> the world, man. man. They want everything. I guess. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Crazy. Uh, amidst that, they also closed their London studio, uh, and this follows. They closed Pixel Opus last year, and they closed uh, who I think made who made uh, Dreams. Was that Dreams? I think it was the Dreams team. I really hope I'm not getting that wrong. Uh, and their Japan studio the year before that, um, and London studio uh, was primarily a PSVR two dev. And I don't know if you guys have like been keeping up with the vr world things like that but psvr2 is um struggling quite a lot because they're just not making games for it yeah Mm. have you got a vr headset caden i appreciate the fact that you think i do yeah Uh, no i don't yeah it's arriving in two days so currently no i don't (laughs) i I can't do vr it's it makes me pretty sick it's yeah yeah big big fad Huh. Yeah, luckily I don't yeah. have that issue with VR, but I, it just still doesn't click with me. Um, I've tried quite a few, and I've played like the um, the MetaQuest, um, like the latest model of the MetaQuest. Well, back when it was the latest model, it was a couple of years ago now, and it was good. It was fine. I quite enjoyed it. I played like an army sim game, um, and it was kind of fun. But I don't know. I was just tripping over shit and running into shit. The wires were really triggering me, giving me anxiety. Every time I moved my elbows, I like caught a little wire, and I was like, oh, "I just, I just want to sit yeah. down and hold the controller. I don't, I don't like this." Yeah, I do wonder how, like, because phones are so popular, phones and PCs seem to be the growing markets. You know, I do wonder how, like, Zoomers play on their phones. Like, do they use like accelerometers on it? You know, like, do they fucking swing it around to shoot? Or do they just use the touchpad? Like, I, I really don't know. They just use the touchpad. But I don't know. Mobile huh. gaming is still, like, an anomaly to me. I I don't... When people <laughs> always say how big mobile gaming is, it still... It shocks me every single time I hear it. Yeah. I'm just like, why? 
why are 200 million people playing card on mobile why (laughs) (laughs) it's bigger than the console version yeah yeah i just don't get it so weird well, you play Marvel Snap, don't you? You're a big Marvel Snap proponent. I haven't proponent. played it in a while, but yeah, I, I did. I played Marvel Snap for a very long time. But again, that's the sort of only game that makes sense to me from a mobile perspective. It's like a card game or something like that. Um, oh, actually, this reminds me. Final Fantasy has a card game, Rebirth, and it's actually uh, really good, and it cooks. I've heard, it. yeah. I'm, like, addicted. Like, I'm literally, like, I get to the nearest town, and I'm like... <laughs> Like running to fight people and get new but like cards. Gwent, that kind of thing going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's really good, man. Um, but yeah, no, that was a bit, that was a bit of a tangent. But yeah, uh, those are the sort of games that fit for me. I think I think it's so weird that people play COD and PUBG on like a mobile. Like that. It's, it's, just, it's just odd. You're gonna sit down for an hour or so and play an intense game like that. You may as well just do it properly, in my opinion. Yeah, I get it. If you want to, I mean, I don't actually, but if you wanted to train or something, sure. Play what you want, but get a chicken dinner on the train. <laughs> now I'm the same with you. Mobile, just kind of, I don't understand that market, but. Well, right now I have. What do I have? I've got Warcraft Rumble and I've got the Mighty Doom on my phone. Yes. That's what I've got. Yeah. Big. Don't play him very often, but the Mighty Doom is pretty good. I quite like that. He's like a chibi. It's like a chibi Doom. Hmm. What I think, I actually don't know the demographics, and I like really quickly like looked it up, and the first thing that popped up is is actually quite quite funny. So hang on, just fuck off. I feel like the co-pilot is really intrusive. Do you do you know what I mean? Like you type in, it pops up, and it's like let me let me tell you all about it. And I'm like, <laughs> leave me alone. Like I got this. <laughs> I got this. It's a basic web search. Like we good. Uh, 50% of gamers play mobile games while in the bathroom. <laughs> of players in the US are from high income households. So this is for mo- for mobile gamers. That's really interesting to me because I was expecting here that like mobile gaming is growing for the same reason that laptop uh, that the PC gaming is growing in that they're multi-use devices. So people get a computer for like school. Like kids get PCs for school these days. And and now they have basically a console, right? Uh, same with phones. Like they get phones to text their friends and whatever other else you, things you do on phones. You know, trade crypto or whatever yeah, else kids same. are doing these days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and now they have PUBG for free or whatever. You know, I imagine it's the same thing. But it's, it does surprise me for some of these stats. And I also reckon like less like economically developed countries as well, probably for the same reason. Mm. Like why should I spending five hundred quid on a console when I can play this game on my phone? I reckon is what. You know, we're very spoiled in that regard. Um, it's like we want to play it at high res, um, or you know, high frame rate, so we can get another dedicated device to do that. Or if you're Caden, you know, two or two or three or four more dedicated devices to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, they're closing that. So I, I mean. I mean, what else is there to say here, really? Um, you know, it was PlayStation's turn. They're closing their games as well. We've been speaking about this for a while, that PlayStation's operating profit has been quite low. Um, this was only a matter of time, really. And I, they said, you know, in their blog post when this went live, you know, like, we have to reevaluate how, how we're doing games going forward. And I do wonder, like, what you think that looks like. Like, I want to put it to you guys. Like, what, like you know, PlayStation has carved out their path as, like, we're the third-person action-adventure cinematic, like, narrative single-player game company. And I, I 
with like the layoffs and the profit like to you what's that company gonna do next like what are they doing uh yeah i don't really know um because they the weird thing is is i thought they were looking to make this transition earlier and then they just started canning off all their live multiplayer and live service projects and stuff like that and now they're u-turning it again um a little bit but I, i i don't really know to be honest um i do feel like it's really hard to say because for, for 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 the longest time that is just how I see Sony. So I I just I can't really think of a way that they can, and like even branching off a lot of their IPs, I don't see how they could make that multiplayer, how they could make that like, like not necessarily live service e. You know, like I don't know whether or not you want to do a hero shooter, whether or not you want to do it as a MOBA, whether or not you want to do that. I don't really see how a lot of their IPs fit into those areas. Um, so. And I don't think Sony are going to be doing it with. I don't think they're risk. They're going to play it risky enough to make a load of new IPs. Um, I think they'll try and leverage existing ones, and obviously the marketing behind those. Um, I don't know because yeah, they 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 got to change something because the way they're doing it right now, like you said, there's razor thin margins. They take so long to make these kind of games as well that they just can't really afford to just keep doing that, you know um so i don't know long long mm. long story short i actually don't know yeah but it, because there has been this talk for a while now hasn't there about them pivoting into service games um but it's been you know it's been really tumultuous so far you know obviously uh hellblade 2 is a hit you know probably beyond what they expected which is great but again it's a uh, I don't know how the how the finances work for them. Uh, what's so funny about that? <laughs> you said Hellblade too. I don't know. Shit. Yeah. Hellblade too is great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of like I'm yeah. such a bot. I'm such an expert. Aren't I? Yeah. Hellblade two is a live <laughs> service game under Sony now. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Real fucking change there from Ninja Theory. That's, yeah, that's funny. Um, Hell divers. Yeah. Uh, but again, like I don't know how the finances are working out for that because it's not really priced aggressively, like monetization as well. Um, and also, you know, it, it's still third party. Um, Arrowhead to make it, and they're not an internal studio. So again, I wonder how the finances are working. Mm. Factions has been cancelled, as reported here as well. Uh, Fire Sprite um, have cancelled their Twisted Metal service game. You know, I know there was a fair bit of excitement around that, especially pairing with a TV show, which I think did surprisingly well from why understand um i don't know if the horizon game is still ticking along the horizon like monster hunter like that's still going that that feels like quite a good fit uh for a service game but i do wonder if they're reviewing it and they're like hang on a minute like other companies are seeing success with these lower price point double a games like i wonder if we can go for that and still draw in the same audience and i bet they can like i've never fully gotten on board the playstation doing this full pivot into full like service games even though they've said they're going to like i never really thought they've got to have a better plan b than that because none of their studios are equipped to do that mm. like and we, we know how much of a disaster that is most of the time like so i i bet they just keep production values high but they just start reducing the scope of their games um and and, but still charge a premium for them like maybe not 70 but higher than the 40 so maybe in the 50 to 60 range um to cut cut down on development costs and um still trying 
keep profit high and then yeah like they, they try and scrape extra profits off the top with like remakes remasters director's cuts tv shows films um and go from there really i mean they're still pushing hardware as well so they'll try and get profit on that too even though it's a bit harder and also you know pc day and date you know maybe they're considering other platforms too um so you know we'll see what pans out but it's it's just the direction of, of the industry these days you know it's not all about the console anymore really hmm. yeah yeah it's kind of a it's kind of a weird one Caden. Because you weren't here last week and you were like, you know, recovering from the alcohol in your tummy, um, I wanted to, I, I specifically had a little note dedicated to you that, that I wanted to, uh, to ask you about. No. Yeah, yeah. And that was because um, you weren't here uh, when, you know, the whole fucking Xbox thing happened, you know, just while we're on the topic. And I just wanted to, to hear, like, if, if anything changed for you. Because we got the official four announcements of the games, didn't we? Going to other platforms, it was Hi-Fi Rush, Grounded, Pentiment, and uh, Sea of Thieves. Uh, and I just wanted to know um, if you had anything to say about any of that, or if that didn't change anything for you, or if you know if you had any thoughts about that at all. Don't worry if not. But... I mean, not nothing particularly. Like that's probably not already been said by you guys or someone else. Like I think it's quite good that they're sending some games in some directions, like especially Hi-Fi Rush. Well, I think we've talked loads of times about it being literally like a perfect switch game so like things like that it's not going to switch though hi-fi rush yeah he's just going to playstation oh okay shit my bad um <laughs> should go to switch though but yeah but I mean, it would yeah. still be good it would still be good to get it into the japanese market through playstation if you see what yeah. i'm saying yeah, yeah good point um but then there wasn't really much other news was it it was fairly kind of not exciting wasn't it from what i remember it's quite a couple of weeks back now, but yeah, I was expecting a bit more of like a kind of a rundown, a bit more of a, a clearer message after all the confusion that we've discussed multiple times, and it didn't really seem to do that. Or, or I guess maybe they were like trying to get trying to get rid of the confusion, but I think in doing that, it's now a little bit more confusing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In some ways, yeah, I think, and we, like I said, we spoke about it. We like a lot of people were hoping for like a very clear cut answer, and I was like, it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Like they're not going to be able to do that. And and the problem with that is that I think they're going to leave the door open, and that's going to generate a lot of confusion. Like, you know, for example, I said to Tim, uh, this year's showcase is lined up to be like a fucking banger um, from Xbox, um, and I can't help but think unless they make it explicitly clear which platforms they're on, every single trailer is just going to generate the same conversation. And that is so irritating because it takes away, well, not just from we're sit- when we're seeing, but like as fans, but also for the devs, like, you know, uh, just, you can't just enjoy the fucking game because everybody's just reporting on like where, where the game's going. Um, so yeah, but it's nonetheless, like you said, it's, uh, it doesn't seem, me and Tim said this yesterday, it does feel like the writing's on the wall a little bit with, what they want to do with their games they they clearly want to see where what's going to happen and they're probably going to pursue it further like in the future they're probably going to keep putting games on other platforms and we'll just have to see how that goes you know it's up to xbox to keep making money and if they want to do that through their hardware then they'll do that and if they don't then they won't so we'll we'll, we'll see how that will develops right um how we doing of time um coming up to an hour okay that's fine so (laughs) 
we'll make this the sort of the final um, of the honourable mentions, but I made this story number two, and I, I, I really couldn't help myself. It's, it's the console warrior in me. You know, it's like a little, a little gremlin deep in my bones, and he's just there. And I say, no, don't say anything. Don't do it, man. <laughs> but he's there, poking away at my ribcage. <laughs> but I just couldn't help myself. Because this week, Gamerant <laughs> released an article saying the following. PlayStation owners have lamented Sony's decision not to release any major first-party games until 2025, but this could actually be a good thing. It's a good thing, man. Are you... I don't care. Just be consistent, man. Like, what the fuck is that? That is not... No other console gets that sort of protection. No. Yeah. What's that? We're not giving you games. <laughs> yeah, you've had, like, what was that? At, at, at this point, with Spider-Man, was there only one last year, right? So that means yeah. um, it's going to be, like, well, like, two, three years or something like that. Yeah, um, it'll be, like, two years. No, yeah. no first-party games. And they're like, it's cool, man. You got it's actually cook, a good thing. You know? it's, it's better than cool. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's we're good. glad. I'm yeah. glad. Actually, I love, I love the. Well, you know what? Route, Fine. Yeah. Till twenty six. Oh, yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah. That's Thank right. you, Sony. This is a real good way for me to save money. I really appreciate you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking so weird. I mean, am I am I crazy? I don't know. I feel a bit crazy sometimes. No, I can. This is, I, like, this is weird. If I ever woke up and saw that title for Xbox, I'd be a bit like, "Whoa, yeah, that's weird." Well, you'd know, yeah, yeah. you'd know that's... you're not actually awake. You'd have to like yeah. try and kill yourself or pinch yourself would be to dreaming, wake yourself yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you do to wow. wake up? Is it? Yeah, you wouldn't try and pinch yourself. You try <laughs> and kill yourself. <laughs> no. What was that? Um, what was that? Oh no, no, that's for it. It's because of uh, the Demon Slayer. Is why. <laughs> It was one of the things, right? <laughs> they, they they like put you in like an alternate like dream world, and yeah, and they had they had to kill themselves to wake up from it. In the dream, otherwise mm, you're trapped yeah. for good. So, Caden, did you hear anything then? You had to slice um, your own neck. I'm about just being a massive virgin, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <That's laughs> mm. I'm totally. On it was. I tell you what. Me and Tim were talking the other day, right? And he was like, yeah, we went to an anime shop. And when I went to a sushi shop, and then I, I watched anime all day, and then I played Final Fantasy. And then, I, he, and then he logs off and like, yeah, right, good night, mate. And then I check back on the Xbox app, and what's he doing? He's on Crunchyroll. He's on fucking <laughs> Crunchyroll. <laughs> and I'm like, how much? How much anime can one man have? And he replied to me and said, how will I know my limits if I don't push them? It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. something, is it? Yeah, you got you got to yeah. you got to push the ceilings, man. Otherwise, yeah. Where do you? I mean, go? did you find? Did you discover anything? Yeah, yeah I mean, did you? What did you find out about yourself? Yeah, yeah. Episode three, I started throwing up, and I realized that that was my limit. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah, okay. But now you know. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, because the thing is, um, it never really has been, like, we all know, like, people with fun functional brains kind of know that first-party games are, like, 
uh, such a small splice of the industry every year like they always are so small and they're always like propped up at least they have been over like the five or six last five or six years you know is that well for the last gen uh really um as like this thing that every console needs and it's you know looked at with a magnifying glass and like if you don't have at least three perfect of these you know it's a fucking disaster for your console there's nothing on it you know xbox has no games that's what that was the that was the uh the thing um so it, it's just a bit bizarre i'm glad we're all in agreement there because i didn't think i was being a totally toxic console warrior by putting that here i just you know yeah, i could not mention it on the xbox podcast 12 I mean, question just... marks i think like, <laughs> tell you a, a bit mental yeah, a bit, yeah. <laughs> that's 3am that story that's what i mm. um, yeah i mean also thanks for it's just confusing with you as console warriors so i appreciate that no, you're welcome. You're welcome. I just thought we need to, you know, we need to say, we need to look at it how it is. You know, be consistent. Mm-hmm. Game rent. I'll go back and check if they said the same thing about Xbox's 2022, which you know had multiple articles written in the opposite. But you know, that's fine. That's cool. We know where the preferences are. There's no biggie. All right, uh, guys. So, real weird thing. Real weird thing happened this week. Toys for Bob. Yeah. Uh, the, the guys who are making all the new Spyros, the new Crash games, uh, they made the, that Crash Rumble one recently, which was like a horribly, like, it did not perform well. Uh, you yeah. know the one I'm talking about, like the yeah, Smash Bros. Yeah, I just what was that? Yeah. yeah. Um, they've gone independent. So okay. they've, they're no longer part of ABK. Microsoft acquires ABK, all of those studios, Toys for Bob being one of them. And now they've gone independent. And they've said, you know, they said as part of that, you know, we, we're exploring a possible partnership between our new studio and Microsoft. Um, very weird, man. Mm. Very weird. Mm. That is weird. Okay. Uh, I was literally just reading. Okay, so Xbox are... Okay, so my, my next question immediately was what happens with the IPs? Um, but what that still... Yeah, they're still they're owned by Activision still. Okay. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But at this point, it's like Xbox has such a graveyard of IPs that they just refuse to touch that it's like, great. <laughs> you know, like, who's going to work on, like, who's going to make the next Crash and Spire unless they license it out to Toys for Bob again? Yeah. Um, which I suppose they could do. But we just don't, we don't really know the, we, we can speculate, but we don't really know the, you know, the context of why this happened. Um, I mean, how big are Toys for Bob? Are they, are they a relatively large studio? Maybe they just don't like being under a big corporate umbrella, you know, or whatever because some some developers just don't really like that um and they Mm. could leave with you know no particularly bad blood in mind that's just not really their you know their vibe so 180 as of 2021 not not tiny yeah i I think they did have some cuts in the abk layoffs i think there were some cuts maybe like Mm. 50 60 um but the the thought process here, from what I can see online, because the thing is, like, I think people had a lot of big hopes for uh, Toys for Bob because, you know, Xbox has spoken about, well, Phil Spencer in particular has spoken about, like, PG games, like, they want more PG games so they can capture that side of the market that Nintendo has, like, really on lockdown. Um, whether it's Banjo or Crash or Spyro, whatever it is, um, they might be able to help with that, um, these devs who make those sorts of games. Uh, so to let them go seems a bit bizarre. Uh but the, from what I can tell, the speculation here is that they were on the chopping block. Like, yeah. you know, they this studio faced 
being closed, just like how we spoke about with PlayStation's London studio moments ago. Um, and instead of closing them down, they're like, look, fine, uh, we're not going to do that. If you guys want to go independent and try and like keep this going, do that and we'll you know if we'll try and maybe publish a game for you like if you want to keep if you we want us to support you doing that and, and in, in which case if that is the story then that's a pretty good outcome mm. but we we just we don't really know <laughs> yeah but i will say it seems it would seem weird for them to spin off out of the activate uh, out of the acquisition at this time when it's known to be a really hard time for for you know smaller studios like it would be it would be yeah. weird for them to do that from their own free will. It seems like they were probably back into a corner, yeah, and then they were obviously given an out, you know, which is probably, you know, a, a, a better alternative, or whether or not they presented the, the fact they wanted to go indie, and yeah, like you said, Xbox was just like, yeah, that's, that's cool, yeah, no worries. Um, but yeah, it definitely seems like, yeah, potentially they were a bit backed into a corner with the decision, you know. Um, probably didn't want to, probably wasn't the first thing on their mind, I'm sure. Mm. but it is a shame yeah because like you said we are like lacking in that area well apart from hi-fi rush as of late but yeah like um we could definitely mm. use more and grounded sort of maybe like that yeah yeah potentially grounded yeah um so and yeah i was i was a big fan of spyro back in the day i used to love those games when i was a kid mm. yeah mm. i mean i thought the I new this... remakes were brilliant all of them mm. the entire i haven't played even you played them all have you yeah they're fantastic I haven't played them. They're brilliant. I'll add it to the list. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty cool. I've never been a fan. Yeah, of what's Crash. that about? You are pretty cool. Yeah. I was about to ask what animal Crash is, and then it, and then I realised I said it out loud in my brain. Crash Hedgehog. Oh, yeah, Arrow the Bandicoot and Crash the <laughs> Dragon. Crash the Purple Dragon. <laughs> I've just—I don't think I've ever seen it. Is a bandicoot an Australian creature? It sounds like an Australian creature, doesn't it? <laughs> a bandicoot? Yeah, I don't know. Is it some kind of like, yeah, like a doggy kind of thing, like a like a dingo, like a bloody dingo? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand because this isn't what Crash looks like at all. He does not look like Crash. This. Isn't he real. Doesn't look like it's in the slightest. <laughs> what you expected that fucking animal to be Where wearing jeans? Did you know? <laughs> They don't wear jeans well, in the wild. <laughs> eating his I don't know, fruit. Tim. When I look at Spyro, I don't mistake him for a hedgehog. <laughs> that is a fucking dragon. Yeah, but... Spyro the dragon. Banjo? Oh, no. That's a fucking bear, mate. Like, there's no mistaking. Crash? Stupid fucking marsupial? Doesn't look like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Collecting peaches and Sonic, shit. Sonic don't, it's Sonic not peaches, they're Wumba fruit. Oh, Wumba fruits, yeah, whatever. It's a peach in it. <laughs> oh, I'm going down. And... Drop. <laughs> it's a peach in it. It's like the, the most insulting thing you've ever said to him. It's a peach. Dude, I'm going down in a uh, a real rabbit hole here. Stop a real bandicoot hole. This is amazing. I'm learning so much. Come on, give us a fact. Come on. Give us a bandicoot. Fact. All right. Like most marsupials, male bandicoots have bifurcated penises. <laughs> I don't Go know on. what that means. Nice. Uh... <laughs> 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 
Maybe you just figured it out. Why are you typing so vigorously? Oh, he's looking. He's watching. It's just like a, it's like a two-headed, isn't it? Or something. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's like a like a kidneys. <laughs> they have it as well. <laughs> Stop retching. Mute your mic. <laughs> no one wants to listen to podcasts with people retching. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I should not have clicked on that, mate. It's horrible. <laughs> Oh man! Dexter, come back into the room, here, mate. Just yeah, sorry, it. I'm I'm closing it. All. I'm closing it all. all right, hang on. So anyway, looking yeah, at that so now, Bandicoot. do you want them to be more realistic with how they, <laughs> with how they do the Bandicoot? I, I definitely want him to still wear jeans. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> now I look at his face in that picture you put in the fucking in the notes. Like he knows what kind of penis he's got. <laughs> <laughs> It's the same one on the thumbnail, isn't it? Yeah. Oh no, yeah. it's not. It's a different one. He knows yeah, no, he's, he's looking down, isn't it? Fucking jeans. <laughs> <laughs> and Spyro knows as well. Look at him. He's got like one eyebrow <laughs> off. He's like, hang on a minute. Oh, yeah, hang on a minute. This isn't children friendly. God. Hmm. I just, I just, it, yeah, I, I'm with you, Tim. Like, Crash, like, perplexes me a bit. Like, why? Like, it's like you just spun a wheel and threw a dart. I, and you're like a bandicoot, you know, it's just full of animals. A, a bandicoot, we'll make him out of bandicoot. Like, why a bandicoot? Yeah, why can they do like a kangaroo? Yeah, something more. Yeah, iconic. I wonder if it's there the is, same is time a... around Taz. Uh, Taz. Yeah, because right, he's a similar oh, looking kind of thing going on, isn't it? Ish. It really yeah, is. But then Tasmania, Taz, the t- Taz doesn't look like a Tasmanian devil either. To be fair. Well, does he not? Yeah, we need. To oh yeah, he doesn't. He definitely doesn't. Yeah, yeah, not at all. They're really cute, but actually. Maybe he was taken. That's what I'm saying. Maybe. Taken. Like kidnapped. <laughs> it's just Tim. Just Where's like, he going? What's he talking about? You see him? <laughs> He's taking his cat out. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I saw that too. Right <laughs> like, what did he just say? Oh, yeah, that was like, <laughs> oh, he's taken. Oh, he's What's going on? Oh, that made me laugh. It's been taken. Man. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, get, I'm getting into giggly territory, and it's not a good place to be. Yeah, because they made Cow the Kangaroo, haven't they? Have you played Cow the Kangaroo? Cow up, no. cow. Hey, oh, because he's got boxing gloves. Cow. Oh, shit. I played. Cow. I played. There's, there's like a a cat. I played the that has like swords and shit. Sly the raccoon. Is it cow? Sly the raccoon. A cat with swords. Sly the raccoon. Are you talking about Blinks the Time Sweeper? No, no. <laughs> time Sweeper. My my not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How do you sweep time? Conquer the squirrel. Yeah. No. We're just no, listing the animal. Oh, yeah. That's a summer. Nah, close, but that's not cat. That's I squirrel. Like Is it... <laughs> you're looking for a cat? Did I? Sorry, yeah, I'm lost okay. now. Sorry. Put some boots in it. You've got me looking now and. Video game cats. Is that what we're talking no. about right now? Put some boots. Shrek 2. Yeah, that's like my favorite game. No, stop it. 
That's such a good film. As the second, the last wish. That is such a good film. Holy mm. shit, that is really good. Mm-hmm. Puss in mm. Boots, pops off. Right, I feel like we need to change the subject now because I'm currently looking at cats on uh, Google, trying to know what it's called. I just keep getting the same fucking cat from, at... um, from Stray. I keep getting uh, that cat. So I clearly oh, don't want that of piece of shit, do I? Maybe a tiger. A tiger with swords. Oh, that's Ty. Fuck. Ty. No. Yeah. No, I'm not. Look, come on. Next subject. I'm going to get lost otherwise. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That's a good one. No, I like that. Mm. Should do that more often. We should have a little a little jingle before we go into video game animals. It'd be like we do like a little quiz. Pretty sure that's a copyright. Yeah, there are a lot though. There are a lot of people that just fucking just pick an animal and make a game out of it. Mm. I can't blame them. It's effective. Although I feel like we're past it now, which is a bit annoying because like Fortnite is the thing, and it's just like here's just a cartoon person mm. in a banana suit, and it's like it's not as interesting as it. I don't know. No, maybe I'm old. I think of a good animal, dude. Fucking Nintendo dogs just popped up while I was closing this tab. <laughs> do you remember Nintendo dogs? I do remember. They're all dead now, though, aren't they? Yeah, it's true. Good. God bless themselves. Yeah. yeah. I haven't fed my dog for fucking years. <laughs> Ten years. <laughs> I think it's long gone. <laughs> hmm. Uh. All right. I'm trying to think what. Sure, yeah, sure. Let's do our next topic then. Um, so, Digital Foundry, you guys know Digital Foundry, the YouTube channel that does all the frame rate comparisons and pixel comparisons and all of that tech breakdowns. Uh, they did a xCloud to, to, uh, compared to the PlayStation streaming um, thing, which they only released, like the PlayStation only released their version of streaming, like cloud streaming, uh, a couple of months back. It was quite, quite a new thing then. Um, to see like how they stack up. And xCloud has had like a bit of a mixed reception generally. Like, generally, people say it's quite good for cloud tech, but it's like quite far behind some of the other uh, others in the industry with G- GeForce now being considered like the gold standard. Um, have you guys seen it? Have you tried tried that? <clears throat> Not tried it, but fully aware of yeah, what it I've is. Heard, I've, heard it's really I've heard so. it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I've heard it's really amazing. Um, in fact, I think it was Joaquin who's not with us right now, but he messaged me and he was saying that he's just playing most of his... He doesn't have like a such a, a capable gaming PC, but he's just playing all his games with that on on his PC. Yeah, and it, and, it, and it works well. Yeah, which is which is crazy, isn't it? You know. Um, so anyway, that that's head and shoulders above the rest. But um, it was you know surprisingly even battle, which is kind of weird considering. Well, firstly, like Xbox should be holding the top spot here because they're literally the cloud company. <laughs> like yeah. they should be doing better here. So I don't know what's holding them back. Uh, but they basically found that the, the latency was a fair bit better on the Xbox side um, with 99 milliseconds compared to PlayStation's 137. Um, but across the board, generally, PlayStation's had a better image quality um, on their cloud. Uh, and seemingly, Xbox is still using Series S hardware for their cloud as well, you know, um, in terms of their server blades, which is really weird because we knew that back in like 2020 and 2021, when Xbox was having their console shortage, part of that reason was that they were um, diverting the chips and everything 
to server blades, like rather than to be on shelves. So you would have thought, hang on, you know, you would have thought Series X is going to be what they're using here to get everybody the highest image quality. But it seems that that's still not always happening. But for you know, I assume they've controlled for like location and geography because you know it depends where you are and the location you're closest to, data centers and all that. I assume they've controlled for that because they're very good at what they do. But it's just a bit of a funny thing, you know. PlayStation have done quite well here to, with the service that they've put out. Did you guys use X Cloud at all? Yeah, uh, I've used it quite a little bit. Like, not not like probably as in because I know you use it quite a lot, don't you? Or do you? Here and there, I'm using yeah. more remote play these days. But like, I do. It depends on the game I'm playing. It's very game dependent. <clears throat> yeah, because I, I have when I've been abroad with work and stuff, I have tried to do it, um, but. It's always a case of just not having good enough internet where I am. That's all it is. Like I'm sure the service is great, but I don't have like the setup for it really, unfortunately. Hmm. But I would be interested in doing it, like given the the right situation, I would definitely give it a go. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm I'm very much the same. I mean, my my infrastructure and my internet's fine, but I just don't really find I'm in a situation where I kind of need to that often um I, I i've done it here and there i think i did it a little bit when when i was playing persona tactica i played that a few times on uh, on the cloud mm. and i actually played that when i was in edinburgh as well because the hotel actually had decent wi-fi um but yeah i mean generally speaking um no i don't use it too much but i think these things come with a bit of uh there is a bit of give and take there between image quality and like delay um uh like latency though um i think maybe there's just an option where xbox had to sacrifice one to improve the other because a 40 second millisecond difference between playstation and xbox that's a lot like that that is a that's a that's a real lot when it comes to latency um so i don't know i maybe they were just like yeah we just sacrifice image quality to have better you know, pe people are playing it on their fucking phones anyway. They're not going to be wanting to cram in and like have the most incredible graphical experience anyway, right? Um, so mm. let's just improve on on these regards, like st like stability. Because um, 137 uh, millisecond uh, latency is quite high for PlayStation. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit of that. Maybe, you know, and like I said, for, for me, you know, how it works is very game dependent, like when I'm using it, um, like Midnight Suns, it was perfect. Yeah, like there are times where I've literally got home from work, crawled into bed, and I just play from bed with my nice heated, heated blanket, you know, that's, cute. that's lovely. Oh, thank you, yeah. Cute it's nice in the winter. How time did you get back from work? Yeah, yeah. Just crawl into bed. Oh. Fucking... So you walk from well, home? Right. Walk from home. No, not yet. I get one work from home day at the moment. But I mean, I'm, by, by finish work, I mean, once I get home from work, put the baby to bed, cook dinner, eat, that, that's kind of what I mean, I suppose. Oh, okay. I see. You know, so once that's done, then I crawl into bed and get all snuggly. And cry. Play and cry. And then, but then after that, <laughs> play some xCloud. <laughs> Midnight Suns. Um, but of course, I don't, you know, like I said, I'm usually using more remote play at the moment because they haven't cracked open the fucking xCloud for all your games yet. It's just for Game Pass. Mm. Um, like when I was up at some my in-laws uh, like last month, I think it was, I played some Brotato on 4G over xCloud and that worked just fine. 
Um, that that was fun just to get a couple of. Uh, I think I only played it for an hour, but yeah, I mean, all of these services stand to improve. But it's like a lot of people are saying. I think a lot of the a lot of industries are like betting on um, a lot of uh, companies. I should say are, are betting on streaming becoming the future, uh, and um, I just wonder, like, do you guys feel like we're on that trajectory? Like, do you guys feel like we're we're on the path to like maybe five or ten years down the line where hardware becomes so obsolete because I can play whatever I want on whatever platform I want. You know, kind of like how Stadia I, did, you know? Yeah, I think so. Like, especially with, like, smart TVs and things like that. Like, it's, it is already a thing that you can just play Xbox games on the Samsung TVs, can't you? You can just stream games yeah, on yeah. it. I definitely, I definitely do see that being a thing. Like, especially as te- our technology in general gets more uh, interconnected, like internet and everything like that, I, I definitely see that being the, the end, you know, where, where we're yeah. going. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean. Yeah. I mean. The the, the text kind of there. And I mean. Um. Obviously, as things progress. Um. And these high end PC components obviously get better and better, which means that the ones that are actually still very good become outdated. Those can be you know cheaply um outsourced and put into data centers and stuff like that you know which then people all they need to do is just connect on you know that's essentially what the uh geforce now is you're essentially just remoting onto a, a gaming pc um somewhere over in a data center and then you just you're just playing the game from that you know you're just connecting essentially onto a high-end pc so um yeah you know it's it's definitely getting down that route and um yeah, I don't think people are opposed. I mean, with all you know, subscription-based uh, media from TV to gaming now, I don't think people are opposed to having that monthly fee, which is what how GeForce now does it as well. And they'll just be like, yeah, I'll just pay a monthly fee. I'll just yeah, just remote on. I don't have to do any lump sum. You know, I I think a lot of people these days are they're much more um, they prefer just having a um, a monthly cost rather than a lump sum cost i think a lot of people these days uh and i think that is the direction everything's heading in is just subscription based um cloud high-end pcs yeah interesting and you know that's even before you get into conversations around consoles or hardware i maybe i should say more broadly uh using like having baked in cloud equipment uh you know like like the original vision for the xbox one was if you remember that was like this whole the whole thing like you know we're gonna have cloud and streaming baked into the console and uh, they ended up pulling away from that uh you know cloud so you know having that baked in with ai you know i do wonder how that could how that could shape things uh the only unfortunate thing now is that it's getting to the point where streaming services are getting a big fragmented a bit fragmented with and and by the way google throwing in the towel that early was fucking nuts wasn't it that is crazy so early yeah considering how big I, a company they are as well yeah. i always remember world of gate 3 was an exclusive for stadia was it really no oh my god man. Yeah, yeah yeah it was i didn't know that yeah yeah because i as a kid i was obsessed with Baldur's gate like darker lines not necessarily the crpg ones and when i heard it was coming to that. I was like, oh, I talked to my brother. I was like, oh, we need to get a stadium. We need to get a stadium to play this <laughs> new Baldur's Gate game. And obviously that's not happened now. But yeah, it was absolutely a an exclusive for Stadia. I, I'm assuming it's probably timed, but it was definitely under under Stadia and no, nothing else. 
That's so my strange. god. How how things what changed. They could have had. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like they, they had a bit of a, a mentality there that it was its own platform that needed to survive on its own legs, like like an Xbox or a Nintendo or a PlayStation mm-hmm. did. But as a streaming service, if they just started putting Stadia in other play because they had like uh was it new was it New World? Was it new was I remembering that right? That they had like an MMO which kind of popped off for a bit there, didn't they? Mm. Uh, I can't remember. <clears throat> It was one of them. I feel like New World sounds right. But like, if they had just like gone one step further and seen the direction and been like, yeah, look, xCloud, you can play on PC, Xbox, uh, mobile, and also GeForce Now, you can play really as many places. If we just take that route, like we could really do some work here. Having said that, that would rely, obviously, the console manufacturers to let their service on their console. But but still, like it does feel like they're victorying the tail so early, particularly like with how executives are talking about cloud gaming now, like it feels like, yeah, surefire, this is where we're going to be in 10 years' time. Like cloud's going to be big and uh, everyone's going to be playing games from wherever. They're. Like we're going to the players. That's always been the Xbox like kind of mm-hmm. thing, hasn't it, for like the last six, seven years? Yeah. So. yeah. They did throw in a towel very early, didn't they? Like they, they could have sucked it up and taken some some losses for a, for a little bit longer. Like... I mean, most companies, when you do something like that, you're going to take a loss for your first few years, probably even longer. I mean, Xbox and PlayStation take take losses even now. Um, so yeah, yeah it, they did throw it in a little bit early. I don't think they ever they ever fully committed to it. I think they they thought they had an idea and they thought it was going to come out guns blazing, and when it didn't, they're half foot in anyway. They just removed it immediately. Um, yeah, it's a bit, bit of a, bit of a shit attempt, to be honest. But just to correct myself, um, New World was uh, Amazon. I can't figure out what I'm talking about, but I swear there was an MMO on Stadia. But you know, it is what it is. And just to clear up that Baldur's Gate three thing as well, it was uh, exclusive content. It wasn't an exclusive game. It was oh, exclusive okay. content. Ooh, still, though. still though. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not nothing. Um, so, yeah, man. Um, interesting stuff. Yeah, I, I do got to wonder how this is all going to shake out. Because, like, for, for me, like, and, and for most people, and, like, you know, Phil Spencer has said this himself about cloud. Like, cloud isn't there to replace, at least right now, isn't there to replace native, like, your box. And I don't think any cloud streaming service would really argue that like maybe some people do feel like geoforce now is good enough where actually i don't need to upgrade my pc for like for now because this is good enough it feels like i'm playing a game native like if that is the case then that's pretty fucking amazing but and i've heard really really good things about that service um so maybe we are approaching that but clearly the tech is is getting there you know x cloud has some work to do to catch up it seems but um which is why they're just treating it as supplementary now but there might come a time where they like relaunch it and rebrand it. Like I gotta wonder how they how they do that. Uh and it's and it's good enough, you know, that you can play games natively on your phone, on your PC, on your Xbox or wherever else it is, you know. Uh, and that will that will really change how we view things. So, you know. Mm. Another old wait and see. Yeah. Mm. Okay, guys. Um we're an hour and 37 minutes in and that kind of wraps up everything else for this week is there anything else you guys have got burning to speak about anything you're just dying to talk about 
Uh, Must have been a fairly quiet week for news and stuff, hasn't it? Really? Yeah. Other than obviously what we've talked about. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, it has been. It's been relatively quiet. Yeah. No, I just want to go back and play more Final Fantasy, so let me go. All right. Yeah, yeah. fair enough then. Can't stop that man. Can't stop there that man. Uh, all right, everyone. Uh, well, thanks for joining us today um, for episode 132 of the Quick Resume Podcast. If you've listened all the way to the end, um, thank you so much for hanging out with us. You leave a com, leave a comment, let us know um, really anything. You know, you can tell us how much you love us, how much you hate us. <laughs> it's just, uh, anything. <laughs> just anything, really. You know. You know, in fact, you could just like smack your keyboard and then press enter. Like, just see what happens. Like, just do that. Just see what happens. You know, and maybe the algorithm will pick it up. Yeah, who knows? Um, so, but we'll be back next week. Um, we'll see you then. Have a good rest of your Sunday, everyone. Um, goodbye. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.